1: Hello and welcome to another study in our book of Exodus. Let's first of all look to God for prayer. Father, we thank you so much for being our great helper and we thank you, Lord, that you helped us every step of the way as we move toward your sacrifice, the Lord Jesus Christ. You helped us, Lord, to come to him. You helped us, Lord, after having come to him to live for him. And now, Lord, we pray that you would help us as we open your word and study to see the truth that you have set there for us, in Jesus' name, amen. All right, now, if you turn in your Bibles to Exodus chapter three, again, we're going to look at this great passage here, and we're gonna start this time with verse 10, or sorry, verse eight. And I am come down to deliver them out of the hand of the Egyptians, and to bring them up of that land unto a good Land and a large, unto a land flowing with milk and honey, unto the place of the Canaanites and the Hittites and the Amorites and the Perizzites and the Hivites and the Jebusites. Now therefore, behold, the cry of the children of Israel has come unto me, and I have also seen the oppression wherewith the Egyptians oppressed them. Come now therefore, and I will send thee unto Pharaoh, that thou mayest bring forth my people, the children of Israel, out of Egypt. And Moses said unto God, Who am I that I should go unto Pharaoh? and that I should bring forth the children of Israel out of Egypt. And he said, certainly I, sh- I will be with thee, and this shall be a token unto thee that I have sent thee. When thou hast brought forth the people out of Egypt, you shall serve God upon this mountain. Now, in our last study, it was very interesting because we were looking at this sign, this whole issue here of the token that God speaks about here, which is so important in verse 12, where he says to him, that first of all, he assures Moses that uh, when Moses brought up this issue of who am I, God, we saw here, assured Moses with uh, two things. First, he gave him a promise, an immediate promise, where he says, certainly I will be with thee, with thee, That's what he says in verse 12. And then, he gave Moses a token or a sign for something that was going to happen in the future. And what was gonna happen in the future was that in the very place where Moses was standing and he was talking with God in that very place, referred to here, this mountain, God said that in the future there, that you will bring forth the people out of Egypt and you will be serving God upon this mountain. And that was a token and that was a sign for him and he explained to him, what that meaning of that sign or that token was when he says that, he puts it this way, and this shall be a token unto thee that I have sent thee. That's the issue, that I have sent thee. And so in other words, when you see the sign, Moses, when you see the sign, what's the sign? When you see all the people that you brought out of Egypt and you're standing there and they're standing here on this mountain and you're serving God, that at that moment you're gonna come And you're going to realize that's the sign. That's the token that God gave to me. For what? To remind me, to show me here that I have sent thee. That's what it says in verse 13 there. So that was the token or the sign that we looked at that God gave to Moses, which was that God told him that he would bring all the Jewish people out of Egypt. He would do that. And that Moses would serve God on that mountain where he and God were speaking just that time. Now, God knew that Moses was gonna be very busy, which he was from this point forward. This is not a busy time for Moses. This is a calm time. This is a time when Moses is at peace there. Moses is there in the mountain. He's talking with God. This is a time when he's listening to God. This is a time when he is trusting God. This is a wonderful time. Moses is not busy. He's on the backside of a desert with God. How busy can you be on the backside of a desert with God? So he's there, but things are gonna change from this point on, and Moses is gonna become one very busy man as he's going about the business of bringing the people out of Egypt. But God also knew that there was gonna be a time when Moses would be again at that mountain, have all those people there at that mountain, Moses was gonna be also again busy. He's gonna be serving God this time at that mountain there. And then then God was saying to Moses, Moses, when that happens, I want you to stop when that comes about. I want you to look around you're gonna see all those people, over one million people, Jewish people that you have brought out of Egypt. No, that we have brought out of Egypt. Because remember, what God said in verse eight, which is so important, is he said that he had come down to deliver the, uh, the Jewish people out of the hand of the Egyptians and to bring them up into the land that's flowing with milk and honey. And then he told Moses in verse 10, that Moses was to come now therefore and I will send thee unto Pharaoh and he described the job that he was gonna, that Moses was gonna do as the same job that God was gonna do. He said, I'm gonna send you that thou mayest bring forth my people, the children of Israel out of Egypt. See how personal this is with God? It's not just the people, it's my people. It's It's my people. I'm entrusting you, Moses, to bring my people out of Egypt and to bring my people to me. I want you to bring my people to me. I want you to reconcile. I want you to be my ambassador and I want you to reconcile my people to me. What a calling that Moses had here. But he he said that he's gonna be in that position and then he says, Moses, I wanna just, just you and I here right now, just you and I, we're here on this mountain and I just wanna give you a little secret sign, a secret token Just, Moses, for you to to put in your pocket or however you want to think about it, and just to be reminded that God really has sent you. God really has sent you, Moses. And at that time, when that would happen, Moses, we can picture him now, without telling anyone else, he's there on the mountain. We can see him coming out now. He's coming out, he's got all these millions of Jewish people with him, standing on this mountain, and he says to himself, I've been here before. This is like deja vu. I've been here before, I've been on this mountain. There weren't all these millions of Jewish people here, my people, God's people, they weren't here. I was here, I was here alone with God. Oh, I remember it, oh, it was so great. There was a bush, I can't find that bush now, but there was this bush, and it was burning and it wasn't consumed. And I saw God in that bush. And God called to me, my, twice my name, he called to me, I remember it so clearly. And when I said, yes, here am I, he said, take your shoes off, it's holy ground. And I did that. And then God opened up and he poured out his heart to me. All this is going on, can you picture this now? All this is going on in the heart and the mind of Moses as he's standing there, the deja vu, he's back there in that mountain, he's remembering it all. All the people didn't weren't there. They didn't see it. They didn't know, but Moses knew. And he's enjoying the thoughts. He's remembering. He's going through the whole thing, and he's thinking to himself, God said that he saw the oppression that his people were under in Egypt. They weren't here now at that time as they are now. They were in Egypt. But God spoke of them with such a reality. I remember the time. He spoke of them of such a reality that he said, I see them now. I see them and I see the oppression that they're under. And Moses would think to himself, I couldn't, I didn't see them, but, but God said, he saw them and when God described it to me, it was so real to me, I saw them. I saw what God saw. I saw the oppression that they were under in Egypt. And then God, I remember at the time, God said, he, then he went on, he said to me, I heard, I heard the cries of the children of Israel by reason of the taskmasters, I heard it. I didn't hear it, Moses would say, I didn't hear it at that time. Right now, I hear a lot of complaining among them, but never mind that. Anyway, I didn't hear it at that time, but when God said it, the way He said it, and the words, it came across so real, so impactful to me when I was standing there at that burning bush that I heard the cries too, because God made it so real to me. Oh, what a time that was in my life! He'd be thinking all this, only well, he's standing there alone. He's standing there with all this deja vu and all the people all around you He's thinking to yourself, I was here before. Then, then the token. Then he would remember what God told him. There in verse 12, he would say, oh, now the token, now the sign. God said to me that I would be here again and all the Jewish people would be around me and they are, millions of them. And I'm really working hard and I'm serving God and he would pause and he'd say, and he would look up to heaven. and he would say, just as you said, Lord, secretly, just himself, just Moses, secretly, he's among a whole lot of people, but nobody knows what's going on inside of his heart. But he just looks up to say, he smiles to heaven, he said, just as you said, Lord, you're so great, sure enough, sure enough, you said, I would bring forth the people out of Egypt and that I would serve you on this mountain, sure enough, Here we are, here I am. Here they are, just like you said, all these people on the mountain. On the mountain where I said, who am I, that I should go to Pharaoh, that I should bring forth the people out of Egypt. On the mountain, here we are, just in the place, God, just as you said, just as you said. And that's right, here I am serving you. I see it right now. And more than that sight, Lord, of what I see now, I see our little secret the little secret that you and I have together, the token, the sign, I got it. And you know, from that point on, God and Moses, and from the point on where we are in Exodus 3, from this point on, when God said, I'll give you a little secret, there were lots of little secrets that they had together. Lots of little secrets that God and Moses had together. And that was the strength of the relationship because it was built on all the little secrets that God and Moses had together. You know, it says that God said, I speak to Moses face to face. He's a friend, he's a Moses friend, he's a friend of God and I speak to him face to face. What does that mean also? I share with him little secrets. You know, there was a secret at the time when, when Abraham was sitting in his tent And God came with two other angels and Abraham saw God. He told Sarah, quick, make something ready for the lamb that we should eat. They sat down, they eat. And then God said something just remarkable. He was on his way to go to Sodom and Gomorrah. He said something remarkable. He said this, he said, shall I hide from Abraham the thing that I do? seeing that he'll be a great nation. So God's like reasoning with himself. And he decides he's not going to hide it, and so he shares the secret, the little secret. It's a little secret. And sometimes when you and I, we read the Bible and we see things there, as we can almost seem like God's saying, i got a little secret to show you. And when we go through a really tough time or whatever, and we really have a need and our heart's crying out and we open up the Bible and there's a verse that just jumps out to us and God speaks to us, and we know that's the Lord Jesus Christ speaking to us. That's a secret. That's a secret between us and God. And this token is a secret, a secret. And so Moses and God, they were gonna have a lot of little secrets between them. And after that happened, then Moses, as soon as he had this verse here, as soon as verse 12 where he says, you know, I'll give you this token, Moses kinda just, he, he sort of like files that, puts that in his pocket. And like I said, when he got there with all the Jewish people and himself, and he saw it all, his mind, his eyes, they took a recording of it all, recording of it all, just filed back in his memory bank, and in his memory, it's there, and that's a wonderful memory for Moses, and he would, as he went on from that point, of, with all the Jewish people there, and went on from there into quite something, 40 years, but just, he would, Moses, He's not that mountain anymore in the future. He's gonna, he's gonna be out in the desert. He's gonna be by Elam. There's gonna be some wells. There's gonna be some place of palm trees. There's gonna be some battles. Many, 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 many places. Many, 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 many things. But that memory always stayed with him. And he would, from time to time, return again and pull that scene out from his memory. And he would remember the time. And Moses would say, I remember the time when I saw those millions of Jewish people here on that mountain and myself then serving God. And Moses would remember that was the sign, that was the token that God really has sent me. That's the issue, that God really has sent me. So let's look at it like this. Of all the things that Moses was gonna need in the future, why in the world did God choose the one issue of being sent? Why was this issue uh, more important than all the other issues? Why is this issue different from all other issues? (laughs) Really stands out unique, the issue of being sent. Because for all that Moses was going to need in the future, this, was what God gave him the token or the sign for. Moses like he was saying to Moses, 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 I gotta give you this token, I gotta give you this sign, because I need you to have for yourself a constant confirmation, a constant assurance of one thing, one very simple thing, that I have sent you. Just like God could have given Moses, Moses, I wanna give you this chain to hang around your neck and this little, whatever it might be, a, a little thing on the chain, and he should say, he says, so Moses, so when it's really hard, you should look at the little thing around the chain, and you remember that I sent you, that's the token. Well, God didn't give him a chain, God didn't give him a little thing around chain, but instead he gave him a memory. He gave him a memory, a photograph he takes in his mind of all the Jewish people standing there of him serving God, and it's just the same as if he was to take that little thing on the chain and look at it, and and remember, God sent me, God sent me, because, Moses, a leader, and God knew this. God knew that Moses, the leader, was gonna have lots of problems, lots of problems. Moses didn't know. He didn't know. He didn't know what he was in for, but God knew what Moses was in for, and God's a good God. God's very, very good, and so he doesn't wanna, He's not, he doesn't want Moses to, he doesn't wanna push Moses over a cliff, and so he, he thinks, Moses. I mean, God thinks, he looks down the tunnel of time, he thinks of all, he sees them all, he sees all the problems that Moses is going to have. And he says, boy, good. So, <laughs> maybe God said, I feel really sorry for Moses, you know. No, I'm not, just joking. No, but I mean, he looks down the tunnel of time, he sees all these things that Moses is going to go through, and he says to, God says to himself, you know, lots of problems Moses is going to have, but there's one problem that's going to stand out above all other problems problems, and that was the problem that Moses was going to doubt whether or not I have really sent him. Moses, of everything that Moses is going to need in the future, Moses is going to need assurance that God has sent him, and he's going to need it. So what was the big problem that God knew about Moses, that made it necessary for Moses to have this confirmation, the assurance that he really was sent by God. I mean, what was the problem? So, what was the one basic problem that was gonna put Moses, poor Moses, in this position? of having to have confirmation, of having to have continual confirmation, of having to have continual assurance that he really was sent by God. I mean, why would Moses need this continual personal assurance that he was really sent by God, why, why? One simple answer, because of the Jewish people, because of the Jewish people, God knew that the Jewish people were going to make life miserable for Moses. God knew that the Jewish people were going to be hard on Moses. God knew that the Jewish people were going to rock Moses so much to his core that Moses was gonna sit there and say, am I, what am I doing here? Have I really been sent by God? And God saw this and this was God's man, this was God's ambassador. This was God's friend, Moses was. And so, God being the great God that he is, the great preparer, that's what all the creation is all about. You look at Genesis 1, you look at the six days of creation, it's all preparation, 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 preparation for man. I'll do this in advance for man. I'll give him the the light, and I'll give him suns, moon, and stars for the signs in the sky. I'll give him water. I'll give him dry land. I'll give him... Birds. I'll give them animals. I'll give them fish. I'll give them a give them a give them a give, give, give them vegetation and everything else. Why? Preparation. For finally, it's ready now. I'll put man in the earth that has been prepared for him. I'll even plant the garden, which is what he did. Prepared place for him to be in, for him to enjoy, for him to work, for him to meet with God in all prepared by God. So in the same way, this preparing God, now goes and looks in Moses as Moses needs great, great preparation. So what God was doing by giving him the token of the sign, he was preparing Moses for the rough times. And God saw those rough times ahead. And Moses is gonna be severely accused. He's gonna be severely questioned. He's gonna be severely complained to. He's gonna be severely by the Jewish people. And one of the things that's going to continually come back in Moses' face is, have you really been sent by God? Moses is going to say to himself, am I really been sent by God? The people are going to say, have you really been sent by God to bring the Jewish people out of Egypt into Canaan? And these rough times and these things, these are the times that try the soul of Moses. And these rough times that Moses is going to face would be from his own Jewish people. It would be from God's people. It would be from the people that that God calls my people. That's what happened. And the Jewish people would be so hard on Moses, unbelievable hard. You can't believe it. It's unbelievable how hard the Jewish people are going to be on Moses, that Moses would think in his mind, Pharaoh is a piece of cake compared to the Jewish people. Pharaoh was so much easier to deal with them. It was with Pharaoh, with his armies, okay, you know, you deal with them, but the Jewish people, who could deal with these people? His own brother, Aaron. His own sister, Miriam. They're gonna make life really hard on Moses. We saw that in our last study, that there was gonna come a time when his own brother, Aaron, his own sister, Miriam, they were going to challenge Moses. They were going to accuse Moses. They were going to question Moses. Are you really sent by God? Are you really God's choice to make decisions for the people? Are you qualified to make choices for the people? Why Moses, Moses, they would say, you just chose to marry a black woman. An Ethiopian woman, you just married an Ethiopian woman. That was a bad decision, Moses. How can you you make decisions on who to marry? How can you make decisions for the people? That was a hard time for Moses. This is own brother and sister we're talking about. That was a hard time. Oh, God was angry with that. Oh, poor Miriam. (laughs) God says to Miriam, says, Miriam, you like white? You don't like black? I'll make you white like a leopard, which he did. And then Moses felt terrible, his own sister. He runs to God and says, please heal her. And and God said to Moses, if her father spit in her face, she'd have to stay outside the camp seven days, send her out of the camp for seven days, and he did. And then she was healed. This is all very traumatic. This is a lot of drama. This is a lot of adrenaline. This is a lot of difficulty for poor Moses. He's got to go through all this.
0: Or for more information about Tom Cantor and Friendship with God and Israel Restoration Ministries, call us at 800-247-3051. What are you doing Sunday nights? Come join Friendship with God radio Bible teacher Tom Cantor of the Friendship with God Fellowship Church every Sunday night at 5.30 p.m. at The Vine at 9336 Abraham Way, Santee, California. Watch and listen live around the world to Tom Cantor Sunday evening on youtube.com by searching for Friendship with God Fellowship or by going to our homepage at friendshipwithgod.org. That's friendshipwithgod.org.